0: iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Thanks for coming,
1: everyone. All right. There we go. So my name's Brendan Kelly, Michael Dowse on my left, and Jay Baruchel. So Michael Dowse is the director of Goon, which you guys are all going to go see, obviously. Premier tonight at the AMC Forum, and then it opens across Canada, including here in Montreal, uh, on Friday. Michael Dews, many of you probably have seen cult classic, foo bar, one of the all-time great, uh, one of the <clears throat> one of the great rock and roll movies. Period. I was going to say one of the great Canadian rock and roll movies, but just one of the great rock and roll movies. Hands down. Jay Baruchel, you guys know Jay. <laughs> Moat. Mont- Montreal Zone, like he's a pretty good actor, but we just like the fact that he talks up Montreal all the time. i try my best. <laughs> and and NDG, and for that matter. NDG for life. Been in a bunch of big Hollywood movies like The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Tropic Thunder, Knocked Up. But again, the even better news is he's back here in Canada making movies like Goon, which he co-wrote with... Uh, Evan Goldberg, but also starred in the Trotsky and Good Neighbors, two great, great uh, Montreal movies. So Jay, back here, making movies in Canada, which is that's uh, all, all I want to do. That's all I want to do. So, maybe we'll st- we'll start with you, Jay, because you're you're one of the writers. He's also in the movie as well. T- tell me wh- why make a movie about a, ho- a hockey enforcer.
0: Um, because I, uh, I thought that, okay, hockey is a very diverse thing. There's a lot of moving parts and people connect to different aspects of it. And I found that this was a great story that hasn't been told on film very much. It is probably the least understood, most maligned position in all of professional sports. And, uh it's a hell of a job to go out there and uh, and get the shit kicked out of yourself and to kick the shit out of other people for nothing other than loyalty for your brothers and you know basically chips are up, chips are down Uh, whether or not your teammates even like you uh, you just go out there and do your job and so I thought it's you know
1: at least our chance to give these boys a moment in the sun There probably will be, there's already a bit of controversy around the movie whether it's you know, a defense of of the enforcer, which is, you know, there's a big debate out there. Where do you stand on that, Jay? Is that is the movie do you think the movie does Goon take a stand? Is it saying these goons are doing doing a good thing in hockey? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I listen, it, it this is a debate that's been going on for a very, very long time, long before I was born. And uh And the way that I was raised, you know, my my knowledge and connection and introduction to hockey is all through my father. And I was raised to believe that this is part and parcel of the North American game. And so I grew up in a house that had nothing but respect uh, for enforcers. And I... I, uh, yeah I think that a lot of I don't know that Gretzky would have had the career he had without somebody watching his back, and I think Lemieux would have probably played a bit longer if he did, and so I um you know i I think it's a uh, it's a tough job, and I think more to a point our our movie is for better or for worse, this, there's a nobility in that job. Whatever your politics are, and whatever whatever side you of the debate you stand on, um, I, I I think you got to respect those boys for doing what they do. It's uh, you know to skate a maximum of four minutes a game, and to do just that, there's something there's there's something uh, there's something really special about that.
1: Well, and as actually we've heard a lot about with you know the three deaths in the last year is it's a really tough job, and there's a lot of anxiety comes with it. I'm wondering, Michael, I mean, like, obviously the film's been developing for years. These three tragedies happened last year. Is this bad timing to come out with a comedy about
2: goons? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible what happened to those guys. And, um, you know, it's I guess so, but, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing about our film. I mean, I, I still feel the same way about it, and I still feel that Fighting has a place in hockey, and and in a, in a weird, not a weird way, but an ironic way, will, will, can, can can continue to clean up the sport. But um, I think it's I think it's really sad what happened to those guys, and I think it it points to many problems you know, within the league, within the exit strategies, and the drug problems. That's and exactly right. How do how do you how do you take care of these guys after they're done? And well, I
1: think it's and it, that's kind of in the film. I mean, we should say it's a, it's a comedy, obviously, but. It's not just hey, this fighting is great, right? There's a little there's, yeah, there's a I mean, nuance to the. Yeah, I mean, have Schreiber's
2: right? character of Ross Ray definitely sort of embodies that that uh, position where he's, where Doug is the guy who's just starting to get into enforcing. Uh, Ray has been in it for twenty years, and he he tries to pass down his wisdom, and, and through those through part of his wisdom is that, you know, you be, be ready for nobody caring about you when you're done. You know? Yeah, the uh, the they only like the soldiers.
0: Until they come home and stop fighting. Exactly. That's the thinking, right? And and so like and we don't. Our our fights in the movie run the gamut, of uh, you know that the, there are some that are obviously played for laughs. Uh, there are some that are incredibly unpleasant to watch. Yeah. Um. And and I and I maintain that. Our protagonist doesn't get out of the flick scot free. Nope in any way. And and so, you know, I I, I I don't like when people say it glorifies fighting so much as it's as I said before, it's a chance to like honor the boys that do that job more than anything
1: why do you think because the other thing about the movie is it's a it is a comedy about a hockey enforcer but it is very violent too what why was it important to have the fights be so violent i mean that's a choice you make obviously
0: yeah i mean we were just kind of on the same page it should have the appropriate teeth that it would actually have
2: yeah i mean we wanted to put people in the in the shoes of uh i mean as jay said we ran the gamut of it summer played for more physical comedy but for the most right. part they're played for impact and they're they're to put you in the shoes of or the skates of, uh, of Doug and to give you the feeling of what it feels like in, in, you know, on the ice and feel the punch, I wanted each punch to have impact Talk about filming the hockey too because I know I
1: remember talking to the guys who made Lay Boys and they were really concerned about the hockey looking real. Yep. Did you take that really seriously and how Hugely did you, serious. Did you I it was mean, Paramount was topster concerns.
2: Paramount, yeah. I mean, we we took it very seriously. For me, it was uh, great because I got to play coach where uh, we got <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> It was awesome. We got to like try out players and, you know, form a team. We, you know, get a practice going, design plays and uh, did yep. guys do, actors do their own skating? Yeah, or? yeah, all the actors did their own skating. A few here and there we had bodied stunt doubles because they were, um, you know, just the level of skill we needed yeah, to Yeah, happily you kept
1: Jay off the
2: ice for the most Jay part. Jay got on the skates. <laughs> yeah, I really, we play, Shinny, on, we play so. Shinny every Sunday and Jay <laughs> Jay got out there. Yeah? He, he okay. actually played. Yeah, he's, no, Not you, on how camera, is he? though. Not on camera, no. But never on never camera. Never on camera. No? There's a reason But to I, your credit, you got out there and skated. I tried. You uh, did. I, uh, Any good,
1: Jay? What was that?
2: Are you any good? Oh God, no. Oh okay. no, no, no. <laughs>
0: just no I'm, I'm repulsive on skates. Well right. no, There's a reason why my characters never sense foot on ice anywhere in this movie.
2: Uh, well, I think the thing and the thing what I wanted to capture was the speed and the impact of the game. Right. And, and that that I think we did. And sort of the golden rule is you just don't don't do anything with your camera that impedes the speed of the game. Right. You know, let it happen and stand back and shoot it and don't don't put your camera in front of the puck. I mean, it's There's been so much bad hockey shot. It's 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 unbelievable. Well, it's a hard sport to film. I was going to say it's got to be tough. though. to
0: Douse's credit, we we did some stuff. We I I would like to think we sort of broke ground with how hockey is photographed. I I, I'll never forget the first day that they brought out the uh, the dolly onto the ice. (laughs) Had like sled tracks on it. And <laughs> and the Dolly Grip was wearing skates and the boom guy was yeah. wearing a full face mask. Not because it looked cool, but because they might take a puck to the face. It was just the yeah. epitome of Canadian filmmaking.
1: But also, kind of the bar—it seems to me the bar has been raised higher by Twenty Four Seven too, right? That's got some like fantastic, yeah, I mean, like, on ice shots on it too, like better than what
2: you would see in a game. So yeah, people come with. Unfortunately, Twenty Four Seven came out after we finished shooting, so I got—I the- <laughs> was in the edit watching Twenty Four Seven, going, "Oh, I could have ripped off <laughs> all of this." Why didn't we have this before? Why didn't we see this before? And it wasn't really the shots. I mean, they, yes, they have some really nice shots in there. It's more the banter and the, and the, yeah. the relationship between the coach, especially uh, like Dan Bismill and the Penguins yeah. and, and like just the way he calls out his players before the game and that sort well, of that rhythm. Was and their one work. of the
0: first things he and I talked about is like, if this movie is going to work, what should be funny shouldn't be putting crazy characters in even zanier situations. It should yeah. all be about the way the boys relate to each other. There is there is something um, inherently comedic and disarming and really charming about how these boys, this this these sort of little mini gangs they form in the lo- the brotherhood of the locker room. It's a it is a very blue collar sport. It is a very yeah. crass sport, and and it's hard to hear like in 24/7 sort of proved our point. Yeah. The way the boys all relate to each other yeah. and the stuff they actually say is
1: just and they're funny. funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. They're so funny. I mean, that's. But as you were saying that, right? That you th- but we were taught the other day that you thought there's something kind of intrinsically
2: maybe funnier about hockey than other sports. Yeah, I just, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time studying other sports, but it's, it feels like they're, they're just, the hockey players don't take themselves as seriously. They can take the piss out of themselves and their teammates a lot more. So uh, I think it just lends itself to comedy more, hockey. You, if if only you'd seen Brizgalov in 24-7, oh, before, man. you could
1: have got the space wow, cadet I mean, goalie in there, you know? It's oh, crazy. <laughs> that's so great. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. Sky's the limit with that shit, man. Like, that's the thing. It's like they're all fiercely individual, but they're, for the most part, all from the same kind of class. Like, I, I just... I grew up fairly working class and I grew up hearing a certain style of language and a certain way these guys all relate to each other and it's just sort of like you can be incredibly polite and kind and incredibly crass and mean all at the
1: same time. How did you feel? I mean I know you're a huge hockey fan. Grew up as a hockey fan. Yeah, sorry, you're not. You don't watch that many games. Eh? I can't you know I mean? stand it. It's not like
0: I'm no. wearing a Habs tie currently. No,
1: it's not like you go. It's not like you go tweeting all the time during Habs it's games. It's not like or I got my like own that. a
0: different separate Twitter just to tweet the Habs
1: games. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Yeah, no, be a who little the fuck weird. That? <laughs> but how did it feel as like a hockey guy to go in to make this movie? It must have been like a total thrill, no?
0: You know, it, it, there's no way to answer that without it sounding like a. A bloody cliche but the, the truth is it was just a dream come true like l- literally it was just a combination a confluence of my favorite things um, I, I am a very proud Canadian, a very proud Montrealer. This is this country is my home. Uh, movies are my reason for getting up in the morning.
1: Yeah.
0: Hockey comes very, very close second, neck and neck to movies. Hockey is my religion. It's how I define my weeks. When when the summer time comes and there's no halves on, I'm sort of like, so what the fuck are we doing on a <laughs> Tuesday
2: night, man? Yeah, like, no, I got to I got to well, take my kids to the park again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the nice thing, at least in Montreal, is you can still watch Lanticham during the summer. No,
0: though. no, I don't watch Lanticham
1: during regular
2: season. No, no, of course not. <laughs> they're so cute, though.
1: Yeah, they're I mean, adorable. They're adorable.
0: They give me an ulcer, those boys. No, so it's.
1: I think they're all having ulcers. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel particularly bad for Bergie there, man. I mean, that's. Uh...
0: No, but it was just sort of like. You know, I knew that the first shot, first take of the first shot there, I knew I'd be a sobby mess. And, and I was, you know, I uh, um, still have on my, on my cell phone just taking a little shitty fucking shot of like, oh my God, there's Sean saying words we wrote. We're actually <laughs> doing it. And then to like, it was the best job ever. Wake up every day watch a bunch of incredibly hard-working guys skate their arses off for 12 hours to make our movie. Like, it's I, I, I can't stress enough to, you know, we, we invented our own league. We invented our own teams. Yeah. We invented this whole world. And then to see it rendered into flesh and blood, you know, and, and, and I'd like to say that and I doubt we'll so agree, we, we could not have made this movie if it wasn't for the, the incredibly deep reservoir of hockey talent in the province of Manitoba. Yep. These, these it's are,
1: all filmed in Winnipeg, right? Winnipeg basically? and
0: Portage-la-Prairie. Right. And, and, you know, we had, as Mike said, we had open tryouts, and that was yeah. the coolest. We got to play coach, you know? We were yeah. all, like, marking down,
1: oh, blue 22. Come out here.
0: Yeah, get him out of here, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Oh, there's your jackrabbit, look at him, he can really, he can wheel, you know. <laughs> Toe
1: to Blake Baruchel.
0: Oh, uh, it was the best. Literally, it was, it was like that. It was, it was like that, and then, and then these kids, these guys that played our hockey, you know, our, that played our players, these are the guys that, for whatever reason, weren't good enough to go pro or play in Europe, and I'm like, these are the guys that weren't good enough? Yeah. These are all guys that were bartenders, yeah. waiters, firemen. Larry yeah. Wu was driving a fire truck in Winnipeg, yeah. you know, and they would work their nine to five yeah. jobs, sleep two <laughs> hours, and then come, because we shot all night, right? Because when you make a movie in Manitoba during the apex of hockey season, the only time there's rink space available right. is in the arse end of the night. So we'd have breakfast at midnight and shoot till lunch. And these boys would go back to work and then skate for us. And when Georges Larocque came on set, he goes... How do you skate 12 hours? A, none of us skate 12
1: <laughs> hours a night. <laughs> uh, t- t- talk about with uh, George Larac That's a great story for Montrealers. I mean, how did he get? How did he get in there? And I how did that just, work? out? We
2: asked him. I mean, we we um, we had written a part that um, that referenced his famous moment when he was with the Coyotes and he got mic'd up, right. which to us always represented like that the perfect sort of display of the. Of the sportsmanship of of an enforcer, so we're well, like, oh, "What's who? the
1: moment?" Like, well, like.
2: he—I can't remember who he fights, but uh, he, it's
1: Ratus Ivanek. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And he, and he, not uh... that
1: Jay follows hockey very closely, <laughs> just happened to know that.
2: But he lines up, and he, and they ask, you know, "Do you want to go?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And he's like, "Good luck. Good luck to you." And so we have a scene that basically rips that off completely. we are, who are we going to get to do it? And we just. Get him. <laughs> we asked him, he wanted get, to do it. So he came that. out for a night. He was great. And he got it. He knew what we were
0: referencing, and it was just, in a nutshell, what we were trying to nail about the honor and respect that these boys have, even when they're dropping their gloves and about to punch yep. each other in the head. It's They have nothing but respect and admiration. They understand what they're doing, and there's like, I, 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 don't, I, I, I defy somebody to tell me why, what's not beautiful about that.
1: So the last thing, and then we'll take questions, but for both of you, are the Habs making the playoffs? I yes. mean, forget this yes. goon
2: stuff. I mean, Yeah, I, I can't yeah? believe you're asking us it? Okay. <laughs> like, you know me. I've got one foot you. on, you're, one, yeah, one you, foot are off. Are you tweeting man. about Halak right now? Yeah, yeah. Num- <laughs> number Halak.
1: We've got to bring Yarrow back, man. It's the only thing no, we, we, we don't. can do. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I think uh, I'd love to see them make the playoffs, and I think Carey Price has the ability to carry us on our back. Into that. And Jay, I
0: think Carey Price is <sighs> having the best season he's ever had, uh, um, and Patcharetti, obviously, is officially is. And I, yeah. I
1: twenty five goals, unbelievable,
0: and nobody's talking about him outside of Quebec. And uh, and so here's the thing: it's like I'm a die in the wool Montrealer and Habs fan until. Until the last game is played, and I know for certain that we're not making it, I will always believe we have a shot.
1: Great. Gotta believe. So maybe, uh, I'm sure people have questions about either Goon or anything else, the Habs, or Jay's work, or Michael's work. Or or maybe you don't. Maybe you're just... Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Yes?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, ice is ice is so nice to shoot on. Uh, people are like, oh, it's going to be hard. I'm like, are you kidding? This is like one big dolly track where not only can you have a dolly on sleds, but we had, like, GoPro cameras that we we designed a puck cam where we had sort of a 360 view <laughs> with GoPros and I actually got the players to physically shoot the, the camera around and do passes, and uh, it's really fun. Like, I like to work with a nice fast pace and I, you know, too much lighting makes me crazy. So this was great for me because you have all the light you want, all the bounce that you'd want, the lights beautiful because of the ice reflecting reflecting the light back up so uh, it it lent itself to a great pace and just as long as we were going the key was to keep the camera going as fast as the the players are going and that that in itself was a challenge. I mean the other nice thing about you know about working with these hockey players and the actors is that they really formed a team, like the Halifax Highlanders, where they were both helping each other out. Like, the actors would help the hockey players act, and the hockey players would help the actors play hockey. And, and they really became a team, because there's so much ass time when you're, when you're making a, a film. You know, people sit around for two or three hours that they even got into, like, pranking each other and, like... <laughs> Tying equipment up and yeah, I don't know, I know what the hell they did, but they were like a full on team by they the were, end of it. They were and they would and, go out together. And even Coates. Yeah. Even Coates was like a full on coach. He would like he would help me out a lot by directing the team. You know what I mean? Because you have so many moving parts. You have like fifty two extras to begin with. He would let he would just be the coach for the hockey players.
0: Yeah, coach Kim Coates who plays our coach. Yes, it rhymes. Coach Kim Coates. Coast to coast with Coach, 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 Coach Kim coast, coast to coast with Coach Kim Coates. And, uh, yeah, and he was like kind of in the assistant directing department because was he was amazing. constantly... No, no, boys. All right, you're... you're all right, Mikey. All right, all right Mikey. All right, all, right, Mikey. All, right, all right, I got it. I got okay, it, boys, it. this is what you're going to do. You're, you're chirping at this? number 53, all right? All right. You're chirping at fucking 53. That's the guy you're hitting. Okay, everybody look over there. You know, and it was just like they assumed their roles and they had this... You know, built-in dynamic as per the script, but you you couldn't ask for a better situation of all these boys bonding. You know, like you can yeah. roll your eyes at male bonding, but when you actually see it happen, you see these guys from different walks of life, different parts of the world, dropped into this random hockey rink in Portage-la-Prairie, Manitoba, and they just became a family
2: man and
0: it was and the, really beautiful the coolest
2: example is a guy called larry Wu that that uh jay just brought up who was a firefighter but a former player i think for the brandon wheat kings and he was he's a little bit different because he was given a principal role where he talked and this guy was like olivier by the end of it <laughs> uh, we were so worried about him because we needed like a guy of asian heritage to play park kim and we're right. like, okay i guess he'll do but it's always kind of the rule of thumb is that it never gets better with an actor like what you see is what you get when you when you audition him, and we're like, oh, okay. But literally by the end of it, he's killing it. Oh, like, yeah, he's <laughs> one liners. He's like, my
1: sister's favorite character. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Other uh, questions? To do to work here?
0: No, it's 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 my mission statement, my raison d'être, whatever you want to call it. It's like I've said this before and and I and it's not hyperbole when I say if it was up to me all my gigs would be here. You know, sometimes circumstances dictate that I have to leave, you know. I Got a you know uh, bills to pay, you know cat food doesn't buy itself, you know. No.
2: You get that stuff for you? No, no.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so I make my own. I, awful. So I heard. Yeah, just yeah, it's, start sitting somewhere. there grinding up old <laughs> hamburger meat and gravy. And, oh. That's awful. Uh, what am I saying? No. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, no, it, it it comes naturally, man. My my instinct is to do stuff here. That's my instinct. Anytime that I Listen, I I've I've been fortunate enough to work in all over the place and I've been in a bunch of really cool flicks down in the states and you know all that stuff uh but this is my home. This is like I bought a house here 2 years ago like I'm getting married here in a couple of months. Like this is where I'm settling. This so I'm a Montrealer for life and and and, uh, and I also I again I, I hate that I sound like a broken record but like I my tongue is nowhere near my cheek when I say I fir- firmly believe this is the best country anyone's come up with yet and and so if I love Canada and I love movies, why the hell would I make movies outside of Canada? That's you know this is as
1: simple as that. Oh, they're okay. Yeah, go ahead. What's
0: your next project, Jay? Actually, I finished (laughs) shooting something last night uh, at about 10 p.m. last night in uh, the Arsen of Hamilton, Ontario. uh, Oh, it's the glamorous life of a movie star. Yeah. yeah, I just finished a really cool movie, Canadian flick called *The Black Marks*, um, with uh, Kurt Russell and Matt Dillon. And tell,
1: and tell them about *The Apocalypse*. Terrence
0: Stamp and a bunch of cool people. Yeah, and then and then I uh, and then in a couple of months I'll head off to uh, to New Orleans for about three months to work on this crazy movie *The Apocalypse*, um, which is about a bunch of douchebaggy actors stuck in James Franco's house during the apocalypse. You're playing this uh, yourself,
2: right?
1: And I played Jay Baruchel. (laughs) Was that one of your tougher roles? Is that going to be one of your tougher roles to to nail Jay Baruchel? You have no
0: idea. (laughs) This kid's really awkward and moves his arms a lot, so it's going to be exhausting.
1: (laughs) 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 And you can check out the YouTube trailer, right? Though I guess it's moved along since then, but there's a trailer from... Five, Five, six years, years ago. ago,
0: yeah, no, it was just a friend of ours, a friend of Seth and I's uh, was graduating USC film school and he wanted like a uh, a calling card uh, movie to sort of go around just when he was like auditioning for directing gigs and so we said, all right, so how about, you know, me and Seth as... Bitchy roommates in an apartment when the world ends, and I'm you know complaining about seeing his balls hanging out and all sorts of (laughs) there's there's blood coming out of the tap, yeah, zombies on the you know, yeah, it's there's some urinating, there's a lot of urinating. What type of apocalypse uh, is it?
2: What's that? Do you know what type of apocalypse it
0: is? Yes. It is a biblical Christian apocalypse. Like locusts? The rapture. People just start disappearing and <laughs> people just start getting sucked up into the sky. And we're all stuck down here and we have to be like, why didn't we make it? Oh, wait a sec. You know, and that's that's the crux of the movie, is us finding ways to get to heaven.
1: Classic. Anyone yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, five features Uh, yeah it's getting it's never easy uh, but it's getting I guess a little bit easier to get money and to finance you start to get into a rhythm where you're making a film probably once every two years and you sort of get it get the next one out and uh, yeah it's a little bit easier it's it's always it's easier it's easier but it's it's never simple well like
0: there's a lot and of shit has to go right yes, to make a
2: movie. To make it
0: all work. Five years is basically more or less the different the the time from the time that I finished writing my first draft to finally. But how the,
1: hard was Goon? I mean, talking. But, but was that easy? Because you would think sort of hockey comedy no, people no, say no. No.
2: I'm a firm believer that really, yeah. I'm a firm believer that if you have an easy shoot, you have a shitty film. And if you have <laughs> <Right>. a, a <laughs> shitty, horrible shoot, <laughs> you're going have a great film. Yeah. But was it and hard I, to I, raise I, money?
1: I mean, did you have, was it hard to get the financing for this? Um,
2: everything, you know, what we had was best intentions. And we, you know, what I said to the producers who, uh, half of them were, it was sort of their first time doing it. I just said, open up a production office. We have Sean, we have Jay, yeah. we have our cornerstone. Uh, in place just if you wait around and piss around just set a date open up a a production office and let's go and good things happen like that and that's sort of how that you get that ball rolling and once it's funny but once you have a photocopier and a
1: Right. Production manager. I everybody see.
2: takes you more seriously. <laughs>
1: yeah. They do. You're, you're like yeah. you call
2: agents. You're like uh, we have uh, we've opened a production right. office. They're like I'll get right back to you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah oh,
1: it's, don't they normally say it their... sounds like a photocopier in the background? You yeah, guys exactly. Are really you run it.
2: Um, but <laughs> everybody and their dog has a script and a project. Right. You know, once you sort of separate yourself from the pack and and uh, and actually put some you know, put some skin in the game, then everybody takes you a lot. What's the reaction been like outside Canada? Because we think here people are into hockey, not so much elsewhere. It's been surprisingly awesome. Like, when the film came out theatrically in the UK in January 6th and came out of nowhere, like, you could have told me a 100 times the film was coming out. I would have been like, oh, two screens in Leicester Square, blah, 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 I've been there, whatever. Um, but they put it out in like 300 frames. 300 priests. screens. Really? And, in the it, UK. and it did well. I think no? it's the highest grossing Canadian film in the UK ever. So it's <laughs> it's done really well. But, and we Very cool. You know, Very we cool. always wanted the film to. You know, to work as a hockey film first and foremost, but I think it it transcends that too, and it it speaks. I think it appeals to people who aren't hockey fans as well. They understand it at least. In England, they call it "goon" an ice hockey story. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So 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 they know it's not field hockey. Actually, marketed towards football hooligans. Yeah, that's Uh exactly.
0: Well, the the tagline. I remember the 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 British tagline for Goon is uh, (laughs) "Nice guy."
2: dumb as puck. <laughs> yes, yeah, we would put a uh, we put an embargo on pu- on, on puck on references puck, in the tags. In our tag but they snuck through. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, go ahead. you touch on what was like writing your first feature
0: and Well, okay. Well, not my this is the first feature I wrote that anybody gave a shit about. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, uh, listen, uh, um, I, my, acting has been very good to me and to my family and has provided us a life that we never would have otherwise had. That being said, all I've ever wanted to do is write and and eventually do what Dows does. And, um, and one of the coolest things to come from this, from finally seeing something that I... Cause I, I wrote before I started acting, which sounds insane. Because I started acting when I was twelve. But like I, you can ask my mom when I started when I was twelve. She said, you know, you want to make movies. This is the best film school you could possibly go to. And and so my eighteen year or whatever career has been eighteen years of film school and. And off of Goon, um, my writing partner Jesse Shabbat and I, we've gotten three gigs, one up one up here and two down there. And it's just like, without sounding cheesy, I feel like my, my, my life is finally starting. You know, like what I always, you know, because I, I was a kid actor here. And at 18, I figured I'd go to film school. If I had, you know, whatever money I'd have saved up, I'd go to film school then I just screw off and be, you know, Joe Ryder, indie film bum guy, and I thought, you know, by the time I'm 28, people will forget that I was a kid actor, and I'll just be writing this crazy bullshit, and that'll be that, and then I mercifully got more gigs, so I had to put that stuff on hold, and so it's all to say that this is the part of my life that I've always dreamt of and been most excited about, and it's it's finally happening, and like, I can't believe that there were goon trailers during the Habs-Leafs game, you know, like that's, and during the Super Super Bowl, Bowl, and like, that's just, I I mean, I I really, words can't describe how awesome it is.
1: But would you ever consider, I mean, because you've talked to me before about really wanting to focus on writing, would you consider doing that and leaving the acting behind?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, 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 listen, I, um... Good opportunity is a good opportunity, and if people that i am a huge fan of or people that I feel a really strong familial connection to like Mike, if they want me to come and you know do my j thing on camera you know I'll, I'll, I'll do it any time uh, that being said uh, um yeah, it's it's uh don't refer to your acting like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no, better you're that. maybe underselling it's yourself it, just not a not little bit, no? the vaudeville me. show. So. You know, I, I, I just <laughs> yeah, but like good I, job.
0: I uh I hate wearing makeup, I uh <laughs> I hate having to <laughs> shave and uh, um yeah, so you know, I, and so I see.
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, this isn't soil from my garden. This is a stubble, you know. Um no and and, and if I'm writing uh, I, I get to be home, and and then if need be, I get to follow my lady where she needs me to be, and it's just like, I'm and it's just way less. Um, this this might come as a surprise. I'm not a real public guy, and uh, and I and sort of like I don't do well in front of people, and so I. I uh, I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, guy this, with is, a,
1: this is part of your therapy this afternoon. When yes, just...
0: exactly right. That's exactly right. I'm exercising demons right now and trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just, I want my hoodie pulled up in my little writing room at
1: my house in NDG, and that's me happy.
2: He doesn't go out. Yeah, you can attest to you it. Know, yeah. <laughs> you want to see Jay, you go to him.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, I think that's it, guys. So we want Thanks to give a big coming. round Thank of applause guys. for Thanks Jay for and everybody. Michael.
0: Thank you very much.
1: In fact, thanks for coming Thank you. out. All right. All right cool.